Okay, so we're going to pick it up from Daf Zayin Amid Beis. Today's Daf is very pleasant, very nice. The Gemara says, on the bottom of Zayin Amid Beis, Tanur Abanon, Mivarchen Birchas Chasanim Ba'asara, Sheva Brachas requires a minion. Kol Shiva, all seven days. If you do not have a minion, you do not recite Sheva Brachas. And Amrav Yehuda, Bahu Shabo Panim Chadashas. But in addition to Shavabrach, it's a minion, one of the ten has to be Panam Chadashus. Panam Chadashus means someone who is not there at the wedding, and therefore it's an honorable guest that adds Simcha. To Shailan, the Rishayinim, does Panam Chadashus just mean anybody? According to some Rishayinim, it has to be someone that like really enhances the Simcha. But anyway, whatever Panam Chadashus means, you need Panam Chadashus. Now, my Mavarech, what are the Shavabrachus? So obviously, we're all going to be very familiar with these Brachus. Amrav Yehuda. Baruch Atah Hashem Ekenu Mechilam, go to the next page. Shakol Baral Chavayda, he created everything for Hashem's glory. That first bracha Rashi explains is not on the Chassan and Kala. The last four are for the Chassan and Kala. The first one is for the people present, the people that came. The second one is Yoytzer HaAdam, right? Yoytzer HaAdam, that he created man. It's describing the difference between creating man before and after. Uh, we just started, Chassam and Aleph, the Gemara is listing the Sheva Brachas. So the first bracha is Shakob Baruch The second bracha is Yoytzer HaAdam, that Hashem created uh, people. It's interesting, the first two brachas are basically about Hashem creating people. One is creating everything, the second one is creating man. But the first two brachas are about Hashem creating people. And that's more for the people that gathered together for the Shavu brachas. Then the next four are for the couple. So the third one is Asher Yotzer HaAdam Mitzalmai. He fashioned the man in his image, Betzalm de Mustav in the image of his likeness. He prepared for him a, a building forever. So again, so you have the, the first one is about creating everything, the second one is Yaitzar Adam, the third one is also Yaitzar Adam, but a longer Yaitzar Adam. The fourth bracha is Sais Tasis right? The ones who don't have children rejoice. When the children gathered together, that's more referring to Yerushalayim, to be honest with you. The barren one, Rashi explains, doesn't have children, is Yerushalayim. The Yerushalayim is barren, but it will gather together when Mashiach comes. Again, it's it's connecting the Simcha of Chosen Vekala to the Simcha of, of uh, rebuilding Yerushalayim. The fifth bracha is Samech Tisamach Reima Huvim, Kisahamecha Yitzirch Begayimea, and the bracha Hashem is Samech Chosen Vekala. That's pretty clear. That um, the same way Adam and Chava were happy in Gan Eden, so do you make every Chassan and Kala happy? The last one is Baruch Hashem Gamelach Elam, Ashevara Sasim Simcha, Chassan Rikala, Gila, Rina, Ditsa Vichedva, Av Yach Vishon Vareyus. And all, if you want words on this, you go to every Sheva Brachas meal. Someone's talking about it. Mehera, Hashem Lekin Yisham Bar Yehuda Chutz Yisholayim, right? It'll be heard in Yisholayim. Kol Sasim, Kol Simcha, Kol Chasim, Kol Kala, Kol Masalas Chasan Mechupasim, Nor Meshem Mechnosim. Baruch Ata Hashem Mesameh Chasan Mechala. Okay, fine. Those are the seven brachas, the six, and then Baruch Yagafim. Those are the Shavu brachas. So the Gemara says Levi Ikla Lebei Rebbe Behilul Derev Shimon Berei. Levi went to the house to to Rebbe's house during um, the wedding of Rebbe's son. And he said he went. During a Sheva Brachas meal of Rebbe's son, Baruch Hamesh, he made five of the Brachas, except for the second one. He didn't say Yaitzer Adam, because he said the first one is uh, Asher, uh, uh, um, the first one is 
the third one is the Yitzhar Adam, he felt that the second Yitzhar Adam was not necessary. So he only made six of the seven brachas. That's what Levi's minig was. But Ravasi visited the house of Ravashi during the weddings, his, son, his, his son's wedding, and Baruch Shis, and he made full Sheva brachas. So Levi skipped the second bracha. So the Gemara wants to know why was Levi doing that? So the Gemara says, Perhaps the Machleik is like this. We know there's a famous Machleik of whether Adam and Chava were created separately. Meaning, first Adam, then Chava was created from his rib or from appendage. Or, were Adam and Chava made back to back? So they were actually made at once. It was a, it's a Machleik in the Gemara, it's a Machleik in Midrashim. Perhaps that's the Machleik over here also. If they were created together, one creation, then all you need to do is say one Yitzhara Adam. So Levi's right for not saying two. But if you hold that they were Adam and then Chava, so they were created separately, so two Yitzhara Adams. The second bracha ends Yitzhara Adam, the third bracha ends Yitzhara Adam, one is for Adam without Chava, one is for Chava. Perhaps that's the Machloikas. Levi feels that Adam and Chava were made back to back, so it was one creation, so you don't need two Yitzhara Adams, just one Yitzhara Adam. And in one opinion feels and that no, there were actually two creations. Adam was created separately from Chava, so therefore there's two Yitzhak. Perhaps that's the Machlaikis. The Gemara says, Loy, no. Everyone agrees that Adam and Chava were created as one back to back. So what's the Machlaikis? So the Gemara says that even if you feel that Adam and Chava were made back to back, that's the Zayr, that's the accepted approach. Adam and Chava were made back to back and they were separated. But if you feel that way, everyone agrees, though, that Hashem in his machshava, whatever this means, HaKadosh Baruch Hu in his machshava wanted to make Adam and Chava separate, but practically he made them together. Whatever that means, the machshava of Hashem. But that's the machlegis. The machlegis is, do you go by Hashem's machshava, which gets two creations, so it's two Yitzhar Adams, or do you go by Hashem's maisa, in which case it's one creation, one Yitzhar Adam. That's the machlegis. Marsavar we say Sheva Brachis, Ravasi felt all seven because he goes by the Machshava of Hashem. The Machshava of Hashem is to make separately. And one says, no, you go by Hashem's Maisa. Rav Yehuda Rami, as Rav Yehuda once explained, what does it mean, Machshava of Hashem? Where is this coming from? Rav Yehuda said there's a contradiction. It says, Hashem created the man in his image, describing singular, one man, meaning male and female was one creation. But it says that Hashem created male and female separately. So was it one unit or was it separate? The answer is, okay, Hashem originally wanted to create Adam and Chavah separately in his Machshavah, but practically he created one. So that's the Shailah of Digobasar, Machshavah Digobasar, Maisa. So Ravashi Ekel Abir of Kahana, Ravashi went to Abir of Kahana for a wedding. Yoyim Akama Barakulu. The first day at the wedding, he made Sheva Brachas. But Mekan Ve'elach, Iyik Aponim Chadashis Baruch Kulu. If they're Aponim Chadashis, then he makes a Bracha for all seven. And this is how we pass him. We were once at a meal, at a Sheva Brachas meal, we couldn't get Banim Chadashis. It was a Friday night, we couldn't get Banim Chadashis. So what do you do if there's no Banim Chadashis? So this is the Gemara. Eloi, if there's no Banim Chadashis, Afushi Simcha Ba'almahu, then it's just considered a joyous occasion, but it's not to the same extent. So therefore, what you do is, you say Shah Simcha Bimono. When you bench, you say, So in benching, in the Zimun, you mention, even without a Panam Chadashis, and you say, 
which is what we did. I, I had never done it before, but that's what you do. So you don't see Rosh Hashabar. You just do the last one. That's what you do without Panam Chadashas. So you say, Shasimcha Bimono in Asher if there's no Panam Chadashas. Now, we stop after seven meals. After seven days, we stop with The Gemara wants to know, what if you have a meal that's in honor of the Chassan and Kala ten days later? So, Meshiv Avad from seven days after the wedding until 30 days after the wedding, if you hold a meal specifically for the chosen and kala, then you say, Shasimcha bimono, meaning in Zimun, you don't make Shavu Brachas because it's over, but you say, Shasimcha bimono. So the Gemara says, here's the rule. If there are seven to 30 days after the wedding and the chosen and kala are there, then even if whether you told the guests it's in honor of the chasen and kala, or whether you didn't say that it's in honor of the chasen and kala, the assumption is that if you have the chasen and kala there in a special meal, even if you don't verbalize the purpose of the meal, we assume it's in honor of the chasen and kala, and you say, But after 30 days, After 30 days, you only say, in Zimun, if you specifically explain to the guests that you're doing this in honor of the chazan and kal. But after 30 days, you'll still do it if it's in honor of the chazan and kal. The question is, at what point do you stop? Meaning at some point, 10 years later, you say it's in honor of the chazan and kal. It's ridiculous. So at what point do we say that it's no longer worthy of shesim chumono? Until when can you do it? For 12 months. Up to 12 months, you still say Shasim Chubamono if it's in honor of the Chasen and Kala. Now, this is all after the wedding. Do you ever say Shasim Chubamono before the wedding? So, let's say you're making a, you know, what's called, like a pre wedding dinner, whatever these things are called. How much before the wedding, if you make it in honor of the bride and groom, do you say Shasim Chubamono in benching? Once you start putting the, be- the the barley into the vat, meaning once you start making preparations for the wedding, the first thing they would do is they would make beer, because that took the most time. Once you start making preparations for the wedding, sorry about that, then you you say Shasimcha Bimono. Now, this is a Chiddush, because you're saying Shasimcha Bimono before the wedding, it means you're confident the wedding is going to take place. So the Gemara says, Eni, is this true? Rav Papa made a, wed- made a meal from the time of the engagement, which is 12 months before, before they started any wedding prep, and he said, So why is that? The answer is, Rav Papa, Rav Papa, everything was ready for him. In Rav Papa's case, he was very, I guess he was wealthy, and everything was already prepared, so he was able to do it even earlier, because even earlier it was already prepared. They already had everything set up, and everything was already prepped a year in advance, because he was super wealthy. Now the Gemara says, Ravina was, um, Ravina's son was engaged to Rav Chaviva's daughter, and he made Shasimcha B'mono from the time of the engagement a year before, I isn't it a little bit risky because it's only Shasim Chabono if the wedding goes through. Omar, Kimli Bikavai Zlai Hajibe. He says, I'm confident that they're going to walk down the aisle. But the Gemara says, La Yista Milsav Hajibe. But the truth was, the, bro- the engagement was, bro- was broken. So it didn't work out the way he wanted. I'm not sure why, but. but um, I, so I guess he made it and it didn't uh, end up working out. Rav Tachlifa Bar Marova. Rav Tachlifa Bar Yitzhak Israel Ikla Bavel. He went to Bavel. Baruch Shis Arichta. 
he made Sheva brachas, but each bracha he ended with Baruch Hashem. Meaning he said, Baruch Hashem, Adam, Baruch Hashem, Adam. Meaning he made every bracha into a long bracha, which is obviously not what we paskin. So the Gemara says, We don't paskin that way. We paskin that I think three are long. I think the last three are long, but the first four are not. Okay. Rav Chaviva Mehula. Rav Chaviva went to a bris. Shasimcha b'mono, which you say in benching, just means it's a simcha. So the question is, should you say that during a bris mila meal? So, Baruch Shasimcha b'mono, Rav Chaviva did that. He went to a meal that was in honor of a bris, and he said, Shasimcha b'mono in the zimun. But the Gemara says, Les hilchas hakavasa, we don't pass in that way. Why? Meshum detridi delislate tsar yanuka. The reason is because there's a lack of simcha by the uh, bris mila meal, because the baby is in so much pain, which is distressing to the parents, therefore it takes away a little bit of the simcha. We don't say she simcha b'mono by a bris mila meal. Okay. Vaiter in the Gemara. Amr of Nachman, Amr of Chasanim min haminyan. You need ten people for Shavu Brachas, and the Chasan could be counted as one of the ten. But ein avelim min haminyan. However, in Ovel, cannot be counted as part of the minyan. Meaning, for... Uh, we're going to see what you need, what is this referring to, but there's a situation where you need a minion by a mourner, and the ovil cannot be counted as part of the ten. We'll have to figure out exactly what this is referring to, because you don't need ten for um, for sitting shiva, so we'll have to figure out what that means. I will say this, I'll just, I'll spoil it a little bit. There were two situations that you needed a minion. One is for the shura, after after they bury the person, the 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 the, the the people there go on either side, make lines, and the mourners walk through and they say, Hamokim Yenachim, that the Gemara says you need a minion for. And the second thing was, which we don't do anymore, was when the mourner would come back from the cemetery, they would give him a meal and he would eat outside. And there was a special meal that was called Sudas Rechava. They would eat it in the Rechov, in the, in the, in the street. And you needed a minion for the special brachas that were said. We don't do that anymore. But those are the two things that you need a minion. The Gemara is saying that Avelim cannot be counted as part of the minion. The Brysa says that Avelim could be counted as part of the minion. So one says they could, one says they cannot. So the answer is, The Gemara says, Who said that Avelim cannot be counted? Rav. So you can ask Akash and Rav from a Brysa. Rav is a Tana. Rav was on the cusp of the Tanoim and Amaroim. He lived through the end of the Tanoic period and the beginning of the Amaroic period. And therefore, Rav has the status of a Tana that he's able to argue on a Brisa. So when Rav says that Avelim cannot be counted a part of the Midian, I, the Brisa, says they could. So he disagrees with the Brisa. Okay. Itmar. Amrav Yitzchum Rav Yechonon. Chasanem in Aminin. Ve'in Avelim in Aminin. Rav Yechonon also said that the Avelim cannot be accounted as part of the Midian. I, now Rav Yechonon. Even though Rav Yechon was at a similar time period of Rav, and Taisus and Yevamis does say that if we're really, really stuck, we do say that Rav Yechon could argue on Atana, but we don't like to say that. So the Gemara says, so Rav Yechonon is saying that Avelim are not counted as part of the Minyan. But doesn't the Raisa say they are part of the Minyan? So why do you reconcile these two things? So go to the next page. The answer is, regarding the, when it says that the Avelim can be accounted, that was referring to the zimon, meaning if the avelim are having a meal during shiva, and there are three men, the avelim are can be counted as part of zimon. We don't say that the, because they're avelim, they're not counted. They could be counted, and they could be counted as part of ten for a zimon with Hashem's name. 
when it says in the Bryce, they cannot be counted as part of ten. That's talking about the Shura. The Shura is, again, after they bury the person, the Menachame Avelim, the people that are comforting, the people that came for the burial, go on either side and the mourners walk through. You need ten people for that. And that, the Avelim, cannot be counted as part of the Minyan. So when it says the Avelim could be counted as part of the Minyan, you need, they, need to be counted, they need to be uh, 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 consoled by a Minyan of people. They're, they're not counted. But when it says they could be counted, that's referring to benching. But we're talking about those specific people who are going through the Avelis itself. Shiva, yeah, the people, the, the people sitting Shiva. How would you think that they could be part of the Shiva? Why not? The why not? You just need ten people present, so there's nine people plus them. Why Why not? I don't, I don't know. A Chazin could be the tenth. You could look at it as maybe you need ten people without the Chazin. The answer is no, he's part of it. So right now we're saying that mourners can be counted as part of the Birchas HaMazon, but they cannot be counted as part of the Shura. Wait a minute, Rav Yochanan once said that Sheva Brachas are only said in the, count, in the presence of ten people, the Chasanim and Aminian, and Chasanim are part of the ten, which we had before. Ubirchas Avelim Ba'asara, and the Bracha of Avelim, which we'll see what this is in a moment, you need ten people, Ve'in Avelim in Aminian. And Avelim cannot be counted as part of Minyan. Now, we said before, what is it referring to when Avelim cannot be counted as part of Minyan? It's talking about the Shura. But it says, Birchas Avelim. What bracha is there by the Shura? So how could you tell me that when the Braisa says, Avelim are not part of the Minyan? That's referring to the Shura. The problem is, there is no bracha by the Shura. So when it says the Avelim are not part of the Minyan, it's referring to something else. It can't be referring to the Shura, because it's referring to something that has to do with a Bracha. There's no Bracha by the Shura. They just walk through and everyone says, Amokim Yenachim. There's no Bracha. Bracha B'Shura Mi'ika? So what is it referring to when it says that Avelim cannot be counted part of the Minyan? It can't be a Shura, because you need something that has a Bracha. So the answer is, Al-Kiyom Rav Yochanan Birchava. It's referring to the Rechava, the meal, which again, we don't do anymore. They would eat outside, they would have their first meal in the street, and they would have special brachas that are said, like Sheva brachas, but not Sheva brachas, and the Avelim cannot be counted as part of the minion. So when it says that Avelim are not part of the minion, that's referring to that meal, that first meal after the cemetery. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. You're telling me that when it says Birchas Avelim, it's referring to the meal that's eaten outside in the street. The problem is the Brisa says, Birchas Avelim Kol Shiva, that that meal, those brachas are said all seven days of Shiva. Now, there is no, the meal of the Rechava is a one time meal. So, what does it mean? If you're telling me Birchas Avelim is referring to that meal, and there was a special benching in that meal where they would add brachos. But the Braisa also says that you say these brachos all seven days of Shiva. That meal is the first meal that they get when they're leaving the cemetery. So it's not all seven. So what does it mean, Birchas Avelim Kol Shiva? So the answer is, Again, we don't do this anymore, but when you would leave a cemetery on their way back, they would have that first initial meal and they would have brachos. However, and that was a one-time thing, however... If a Panem Chadashos came, an honorable person came during Shiva, when they were eating any meal, they would repeat the brachos, meaning those brachos could be all seven days of Shiva if there are Panem Chadashos. Now the Gemara gives a story that will prove that Why these... If an honorable person comes, 
they would repeat the brachos that were said by that initial meal all seven days of Shiva if they were Panam Chadashos. Now, the, the source of this is the following story. Because the following story, I'll just tell you outside, the following story, and that's to the end of the daf. it's one long story. The following story basically has where Rish Lakish and his interpreter said these brachos, and it was not the first day of Shiva. It was the second day of Shiva. So you see, why were they able to say it? Because they were Panam Chadashos. Because Rish Lakish was very Chashiv, and him coming was Panam Chadashos. So you see that you say these brachos even not at the first meal, as long as they're Panam Chadashos. So what's the story? Kihadar of Chibarabba. Rav Chiyabarabba was Rishlokish's son's Rebbe. So Rishlokish had a son, and he went to Yeshu, he went to school. He was the he was the student of Rav Chiyabarabba. Now Rav Chiyabarabba lost a son, so Rishlokish is going to pay a shiva call by his son's Rebbe. Okay. Now the first day of shiva, Rishlokish did not go. I think it could be because the first day you let let him be with his family. So Rishlokish did not go the first day. But Lamachar, the next day Rishlokish took along, he went, and he went with his Gabai, who was Yehuda Bar Nachmeni. He was the spokesperson. He would, Rishlokish would speak, and then Yehuda Bar Nachmeni would explain and elaborate, and he was his Gabai, so to speak. So Amrle, so this is the second day, and we're going to see the following, the, the end of the story, to the end of this Amid, is just the brachos that they said, and it was not the first day of Shiva. So you see that these brachos are said throughout Shiva as long as they're Panam Chadashos. So Rishlokish said to his Maturgaman, it seems that the Maturgaman said it, Yehuda Barnachmeni said it, and not Rishlokish. Some say Rishlokish said it, and Yudachan repeated it, it could be Yehuda Barnachmeni said it himself. Either way, these are big Rabbanan. So Rishlokish said to Yudachan, Kum Ema Milsa Kol Kavayanuka. Come, let's give, let's say something to me, Menachem the Avelim. Now, the first thing that he's going to say does not seem to comfort, comfort the Avelim at all. It actually seems to make it worse, which the Gemara is going to point out. First thing he said, Pasach v'yamer, he said the following Pasach, V'yarashem v'yinetz mikas banavu b'noisa. The Pasach says, Hashem saw and became angry at his sons and his daughters. What does that mean? So Rishlakish explained, Rishlakish explained, Rishlakish explained, Darsha avais v'natsim ha-kadosh baruch hu, koyas ha-baneim v'abanei that if parents upset Hashem, Hashem will punish the parents by killing their children when they're younger. So that's what happened to you. Now, that's obviously not a Nechama at all. So we're going to see that, that the Gemara is going to ask that in a moment, that that seems to not be a Nechama. That's basically telling the father that the kid died because of the father. So uh, not a Nechama at all, which the Gemara is going to point out. But let's go weiter. Some say that he was not a young kid that passed away. It was actually a young adult, like a teenager. So and what this is what he said. Therefore, Hashem does not rejoice over young people, and He won't pity because everyone is speaking inappropriately. And therefore, Hashem's outstretched; He's angry. Meaning, because people speak inappropriately, Hashem punishes. So, what does this mean? Rishlokish said, Everyone knows why the kala is entering the chuppah, meaning we all know that husband and wives live together. We all know it's part of life. But, anyone who talks about it, and speaks about inappropriate things, even if, God forbid, that he had 70 years of good decrees, it'll be overturned negatively. So, so, the two explanations of what he said was if he was a young kid, he said, you're being punished because of the father. Or if he was a young adult, Rishlakish was saying is that you're being punished because the father speaks inappropriately. 
So the Gemara says, Aslan Achumi Tsurika he was coming to comfort him and he he seemed to to, yeah. to cause him pain. The answer is Hachi Kamerle, Chashiv Atlatfusi Adara. No, what Rishlakish was saying, not that you're being punished because of your father, you're being punished because of the sins of the generation. Meaning that you're worthy enough to be like a carbon. So your kid was pure and he died because the generations, the generation had done these Averis and your kid is like a carbon that instead of taking more people, Hashem took your child. Okay. Now we're going to continue with all the brachos that are said when there's a panim chadashos. Amar lei, so kum eima milsa kenege shirsha kadosh baruch hu. So now Rishlokish said to the Gabbai, the first bracha that we're going to say is going to be about Hashem. Pasach v'yomer, he says, hakel hagadol b'rev gadloi, adir v'chazak b'rev nerois, mechayim eisim amorei oisik adil sanichekim, refoiz ad mispar baruch adashem mechayim eisim. Which is almost the example of what we have, which is the bracha mechayim eisim. So those, those two brachas before, scratched off. Yeah, that, no, that was just no, that was just being Menachem of the Avelim. So he right. said comfort to them. But now these are the brachas that are added. But they really didn't comfort. No, no, they did because because he was saying you're being taken for the generation sins. The first bracha that said is this bracha Mechayim Fine, that's on Hashem. Amr kumim milsa kenegad Avelim. Now you give a bracha for the mourners. You say Baruch Pasach v'Yomer Achinum Yugaim Our brothers who are in pain. Look into this. Because this occurs for all time. Every person passes away. So don't don't be bothered too much. It's a part of life. Many drink from the cup of death. Many will drink. That's the second bracha. So you have Hashem. Then the Avelim. Then the third one, now Amr Abaya, now Abaya just has a, a problem before we go weiter. He doesn't like, one of the lines was, many have drunk from the cups of death, and many will drink. That's called Atiftach uh, Peh. We don't like to open up to the Satan. We don't like to give a Pesach for the Satan, because you're basically saying everyone's going to die, which is true, but you don't want the Satan and Shemayim to say, oh, you hear? They're cool with people dying, so let's take more people. You don't want to open your mouth to the Satan. So Abaya didn't like that line. Rabim Shasulema, you could say many people drank from the cup of death. Many people died, but Rabim Yishulem, don't, people, don't say many people will die, because you don't want to open up that uh, that Pandora's box. And also, and take out the next line, as many will drink. Don't, don't take that out. Never open up your mouth to the Satan. Don't give him arguments. Don't give him reasons to, to speak up. So therefore they said you should not say, say that line. Those lines take out. Amrav Yosef, Micro, what's the source that you should not open your mouth to the Satan? Because it says, Klai Yisrael says to Hashem, we were like Sodom. They, they, they were self-denigrating. And my other, so what did Hashem respond? So listen to me, O chiefs of Sodom. Meaning, you want to call yourself Sodom? Fine, I'll treat you like Sodom. That's called opening your mouth to the Satan. Okay. But the first bracha is about Hashem. The second is for the mourners. And the third one is The third one is for the people that are present, that are comforting the mourners. You give them a bracha. What are the bracha? Our brothers who do chesed, or the children are doing chesed, that continue in the ways of Avram, Hashem will pay you back, Hashem pays back those that are those that need reward. And Amar so now the last one, what's the fourth bracha? Which is Keneged Klal Yisrael. Ema milsa Keneged Klal Yisrael. Rish Laker says, now let's give a bracha to all of Klal Yisrael. Pasach v'yam Rebono, Olam, Master of the World, Pedeva Hatzel, Malay Toy Shadamcha Yisrael, 
spare the Jewish people, min adavar, min acharev, min abiza, min ashidafon, min yirakon, from wind blasts, from pestilence, from swords, mikomin pranisim sashovah oilam, terem nikrevat yatena, before we call you should answer, baruch, ta'ata oitzer hamagefu. Now, we'll end with this. Amr ulav amil masizintana, asara kaisis tiknucham beisavil. The minig was that when they would have these meals at the mourner's house, the mourner would drink ten cups of wine throughout the meal. Three before the meal, just to open up the stomach, to make them, you know, hungry. They would start off every meal by drinking three cups of wine. Three during the meal, so that the food will settle, so the stomach will feel settled as it's eating. That's six. And four after the meal, one connected the bracha of Azan, Echel connected the Zaretz, one connected the second bracha of Benching, Echel connected Boni Shalayim, the third connected Boni Shalayim, Echel connected the Tova Metev. So yeah. ten cups of wine they would drink throughout a meal during the morning process. So they can't do that again. So ten cups. Three before, three during, and then four after, corresponding each one to a different bracha of Benching. And they added four more cups to those ten. So eventually it was fourteen cups of wine. Also probably helped them on their mornings that they they were probably drunk by the end of this. So it also probably helped. One for the attendants of the town, because uh, they, they the the Chaber for the people that paid for the Chaber Kedisha. One corresponding to the Beis Hamikdash and one corresponding to Rav Gamliel. Now there was something special that Rav Gamliel did that every mourner gave like a Yashakach glass. Now what did Rav Gamliel do? We'll see in a moment. The problem is originally people were drinking 40 cups of wine and they were getting hammered. So they stopped and they went back to 10. 10 they could handle. 14 it was, it was getting sloppy. Now they, one of the cups that they would drink was in honor of Rav Gamliel. What is that? So this, if you remember, we had this in my cotton. We'll end with this. The other four, one is for the Chavar Kedisha, one is for the people that pay the Chavar Kedisha, one is after the meal. One is for the Chavar Kedisha, one is for the people that pay the Chavar Kedisha, one is for the building of Esam Mikdash, and one is for Rav Gamliel. Now, what is Rav Gamliel? We had this in my cotton, my Rav Gamliel. Originally, it was keeping up with the Joneses. People were very mocked about how expensive the, 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 the shrouds were and how expensive the coffins were, and it got to the point where it was. It was it was very difficult for people to maintain this. It got to the point where poor people were embarrassed to bury the dead. They would just leave the body and run because they were ashamed. Until Shabarav Gamliel, until Rav Gamliel, who was the Nasi, who was the wealthiest Rav, Nog he instructed for himself They took him out simply in white linen garments. And once Rav Gamliel does that, who is the wealthiest, biggest tzaddik of the generation, that became the minig. So because Rav Gamliel did this, it made every funeral a lot easier for the mourners and for the people present. And everyone started doing simple shrouds. Nowadays, people, they have the custom, they dress the dead in a simple canvas worth of zuz. And that's all going back to Rav Gamliel. So as a yashkar to Rav Gamliel, they would have a cup of wine. I will stop here and we will pick it up tomorrow. Tomorrow I should be able to do it back to the earlier time, which is today.